Hello, and welcome to the Capital Compass podcast. We are the official podcast of the New York State Catholic Conference. I'm your host, Jillian. Today, in episode 11, I'll be talking with Dan Jason, founder of EF3 Life, about his new book, The Saint Next Door, and his personal mission to share Christ with other young adults. Throughout the 2022 legislative session, we are giving you updates on what is happening in Albany. Without further ado, here is your Legislative Minute. Welcome to the Legislative Minute. I'm here with Dennis Paust, Executive Director of the New York State Catholic Conference. Today, recording the Legislative Minute, it is February 28th, 2022. Dennis, can you tell us what's been happening in Albany recently? Hi, Jillian. Well, the legislature was out last week on winter break, like the schools around the state. Uh, So nothing was going on until Sunday when Governor Hochul announced the end of the school mask mandate uh, beginning on Wednesday, uh, which is the day that this episode's airing. Uh, So most of the, probably all of the Catholic schools uh, around the state as, long, as well as most public schools, will be dropping the masks, uh, making them optional for parents. And that's good news, not only because it's good news for kids and good news for teachers and parents, but it means that we are really beating back COVID. Uh, the numbers have gotten so low that the governor feels safe doing this, looking at the new CDC guidance. So we appreciate that. We're glad and uh, sort of an answer to a prayer. And that was your Legislative Minute. We'll be back after a brief message. Are you interested in staying up to date with New York State legislation pertinent to the Catholic Church? Do you want your Catholic voice to be heard? Sign up for the Catholic Action Network by going to our website at nyscatholic.org slash action dash center or texting CAN to 50457. Again, CAN, C-A-N, to 50457. We're back with Dan Jason. He is the founder of EF3 Life, a company based in using education, faith, fitness, and finance to improve ourselves and the lives of others. He is also the author of The Saint Next Door. Today, we'll be chatting about young adult involvement in the church, specifically mission trips, and his new book, The Saint Next Door. So uh, welcome, Dan. Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to uh, share with everybody here today some of the impactful uh, moments I've had on mission and then about the book. All right. So I, you know, we've chatted a little bit before this interview, obviously. And you said one of the most things that uh, really stood out to me that I feel like I, I, you know, we need to share with listeners is that you've said your personal mission is to share Christ with other young adults. So how did that come about? Yeah, so I mean, I was very fortunate to grow up in a Christian household that really cared about other people. So I had that example from my family. But going off to a Jesuit college, Lemoyne, out there in Syracuse, I really found a a group that uh, really wanted to get involved in the community. And a couple particular individuals, Andrew Lunetta, who now runs a tiny home for good, I became best friends with him, and we just started getting after it in Syracuse, going to the local city mission, the homeless centers, and doing street ministry, and uh, having that impact and seeing Christ and other people from a younger age as a college student, seeing the impact it could have on the community and getting others involved really has stuck with me and was something that I wanted to continue to carry out. 
So it really was just segueing it, you know, as now uh, a business professional and uh, developing new opportunities for others to be able to get involved. So um, for those who don't know, you have been part of a lot, or at least to me, a lot of mission trips. So most recently was during President's Day weekend with Hope for the Poor. In a previous episode, Bishop Scharfenberger talked about it. So like, what made you want to start participating in these, like, you know, or and help organize these mission trips? Yeah, so I think sometimes, you know, people wonder, why do you have to go so far away to serve? And it's a great question. You don't have to go far at all. You can serve in your own community here in Albany. But sometimes it's about getting out of our comfort zone. It's about going to a far off place where you have to be totally dependent and you have to trust and you are willing to enter into a new space and have an experience that's so foreign to what you're used to. And while you're there away and you're in prayer and reflection and you're out there serving the poor and encountering Christ and other people, you're having experiences that are totally new, what happens is something changes on the inside. You know, at the moment, you can feel something taking place. You experience different people. You're serving, you're giving back, and it's, it's filling you up because you're seeing the smile, the hope that it's bringing to others. But then when you come back and you share it with other people and you see the impact it has on them, and you can see that they would want to experience that as well, you want to share that with them and, and provide a way for that to happen. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, serving others is part of Catholic social teaching. It's something that I feel like we kind of take for granted and, you know, we don't necessarily pay attention to as much as maybe we should. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was just a beautiful thing. I had talked to a bishop about this um, actually well over a year before we went and just his receptivity and just showing that he's really a boots on the ground kind of guy that wants to get into the trenches. And it really comes to mind of this quote by Father Gregory Boyle, who wrote Tattoos on the Heart something that really sticks with me, and he said, it's not enough to take a stance on an issue, but we must stand with people in their issue. And that's really what mission is about, you know, serving Christ and the poor or sharing the encounter of Jesus, really discovering the hidden Jesus in other people, is about going out there, taking a step out of your own comfort zone, and receiving God's love as much as we're giving it. And that's really what we encountered there in Mexico City and what I encounter here in the Albany area or in the capital region when we're doing service, because as much as we want to show up and to be the light, a lot of times we're also receiving that love back, you know, twofold. Exactly. And um, I know you also do work locally in the Albany area um, with the Capital City Mission, right? That's right, yeah. The Capital City Rescue Mission here in Albany, as well as the mission in Schenectady. So two other great opportunities for people to get involved, whether it's serving the community meal or helping out with street ministry. Um, there's lots of great opportunities with the clothing room um, and many capacities where people can help out, whether you know they have different time, treasure, and talent. And I think that's what it's about. Mission is all about discovering what gifts has God blessed you with and how can we share those with others. So um, I know a lot of young adults like kind of struggle with, you know, religion and maybe trying to figure out ways to participate. So like, how do you think we can get more young adults to get involved in the faith and, you know, participate more in service? I think what happens is when you find a community of people that really enjoys going out and you can make it fun, it becomes more attractive. A lot of times when I was younger, I was wondering, you know, why are, you know, people volunteering all the time and they're giving up their free time for other people? And as you do it more, it actually becomes very attractive because you meet like-minded people, you have great conversations, you build relationship, and it's all about community. A community within a community, really, because the people that you're serving with, those people often 
oftentimes will become the people that you will have such great dynamic conversations that are centered around the faith, but it shows young people that living out the faith is all about the action, and it can be really cool. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, for people who like to, to travel, why not, you know, couple it with going out and doing something meaningful while you go to a foreign city or, you know, a new country and have different experiences. And actually, we're, we're doing that with those that we take to Mexico City, because obviously the main focus is serving, but we want to experience the culture and, you know, the beautiful people that are there in that new country as well. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a wonderful way to like combine different things. So um, switching gears a little bit, but it, it's very still very relevant. Um, you your most recent book is called The Saint Next Door. So um, I guess to start off, uh, how did you come up with the title, and uh, can you tell our listeners about it? Well, it's another reason why mission has been so important to me because this book actually the ideas came to me while I was in prayer on mission in Mexico City. And when I was there um, a couple years ago, I was really reflecting upon life and just where God might be calling me to. And just a reminder to everybody out there who's listening that if we have an open mind and an open heart, God is going to reveal to us some things he might ask of us to do. And at the time, certainly after finishing my first published book, A Fire Burning Within, um, I had really no intention of writing for a little while. I wanted to take a break. But I was actually there at the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe, just outside of Tapiac Hill, there in Mexico City in prayer, and it just came to me that this idea that all of us are called the sainthood. You know, as a kid growing up and even as a younger adult, I thought of sainthood as something that's unattainable, like this ceiling and this level that none of us could ever achieve. You know, you think of the greatest saints and those like Mother Teresa and what she did in Calcutta and just so many others. It's really an impossible feat. But then what came to me in prayer was that God is calling all of us to this greatness because it's really not about us at all. It's all about him working in our lives. It's all about love that changes us and his grace that allows us to then utilize the gifts and talents he's given us to then give it back to the world. I love how you put that. Um, And especially how we don't have to be, you know, on the same level as St. Teresa of Calcutta. Um, what I know you said one of your favorite chapters and one of my favorite chapters was uh, Perfectly Imperfect, which is chapter eight. And you highlight that, uh, you know, God doesn't care about perfection. Um, so like, you know, it's, it's, it's something that really kind of, I feel like should resonate with everybody, especially in a time of like a lot of social media and with the social media, constant comparison to others, you know, it, it helps to take a step back. Yeah, for sure. And, and that was really my intention with this book in its entirety, was that sainthood is for everyone. And as much as it might seem very foreign to people, or they might think, how could I ever achieve that? It's really not about achievement. It's about showing up, giving your best every day, and allowing God to work through you. Particularly chapter 8, Perfectly Imperfect, because all of us have flaws. We're never going to be perfect. But if we strive for holiness and allow God to work through us, what happens is we have a transformation. Oftentimes when we're on mission or we're giving in service, when we're encountering other people, or even if we're just truly present in the moment, you know, ridding of ourselves of technology and, you know, checking a text or whatever the case is, we're fully present there. God has something for us to receive. It's these holy moments. Matthew Kelly talks about them quite often in his books, and it's just being willing to listen to the Spirit, but also just embrace somebody as they are. 
You know, and, and that's another thing here too, coupled with this book is showing up in people's lives has a real impact. And we can do that in so many different ways. And my hope is that through this book, there are different challenges that I articulate and, you know, give after every chapter for people to just go a little bit deeper with their faith and to invite them to journey with me and with each and every one of us in this faith, because that's what it is. Life is a journey, right? And, and it's all about taking one step forward, being a little bit better, so to speak, each and every day so we can grow in holiness and hopefully grow closer to the Lord. Exactly. I mean, that's actually, I was going to ask you about those little challenges. Like for, I, I, I'm part of a Bible study and I've no, you know, we have the, these prompts and these, these challenges and questions, you know, for somebody who's maybe trying to grow more in the faith, do you think that those kind of challenges help? I absolutely do. And I think it's because it helps us to be held accountable you know, as I was reading some other books that have had an impact on my own life and just talking with people, having the ability to also lead Bible studies in small groups, what I found is when I, whether I'm the facilitator or somebody who's participating, having a takeaway. And, and that's so often like a homily that's given, let's say, by Bishop Scharfenberger or another great priest in our diocese, those takeaways to go out and be church. And I talk about that in chapter 16 of the book, because when we are church out in the world, it's all about action. You know, it's one thing to to pray and to reflect, and that is so important for us to have that solid foundation of the faith and to grow closer. But then to go out, and that's what Jesus said, it's the Great Commission. You know, go out and baptize all nations. And each and every one of us does that in our own particular manner of what God has called us to. But it's really important for us to act upon it, because you know, so oftentimes people might say, well, what could I say to somebody else that's going to impact their life? I don't have all the answers. But we really don't oftentimes have to say too much at all. It's all about how are we loving, how are we acting, how are we doing a little bit more when it comes to kindness on a daily basis. The little things make a big difference. That's right. And, and, and Mother Teresa talked about that, right? Doing things, small things with great love. So, um, we already talked about like two of your favorite chapters. Do you have any other favorite chapters? Yeah, I also really like um, chapter one, which sets the precedent for the book. It's called Hear Me Knock. It's really about encountering Jesus and that he wants us to allow him into our life. You know, so oftentimes we might think that we had done something in the past that, you know, never could be forgiven, but that's the farthest thing from the case. And we talked about that with Perfectly Imperfect, but it's just this invitation. God is always trying to knock on our hearts and wants us to take a step a little bit further. You know, I liken it to being in the boat, and sometimes that boat and the, and the seas are calm, and, and it's like a great day at the beach and you're enjoying it, but then other times it gets rocky. He's asking us to go out open into the open waters. You know, I refer to this, uh, this quote about ships being safe at harbor, but we know that ships were made to stay in the harbor. They're made for sailing. And so oftentimes we take that step into the uncharted waters where it might seem a little bit, you know, scary or a little bit intimidating. The biggest breakthroughs happen in our faith during those moments, but it's about us. We can hear that knock. Are we responding to it? Just don't lock the key to the door. Yeah, and then I would say chapter 13, um, really pairing again with this idea of mission, and it's called Dumpster Diving with Jesus. That, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, this is an interesting uh, chapter title. Yeah, well, I chose that tap chapter title intentionally, obviously, because I wanted people to think differently about every aspect of their life, particularly service. 
And when we're in Mexico City, we will literally be dumpster diving with Jesus. So there's about a thousand people that live and work at the city dump. We're talking about the poorest of the poor people. But when you're in that space, when you're there and you're present with them, and you're taking in all the, the sights, the sounds, the smells, but then you can kind of remove yourself from the scene and be truly present to those who are there, listening, experiencing life, helping them with the task at hand, you soon forget that you're actually in a dump. And the reason why this chapter is so impactful to me to write it in the book is because we have to take a dive into the faith every day. And sometimes we have to get messy and life gets messy. You know, not everything goes according to plan. So it's just this reminder to us that when things don't go the way that we had hoped for or intended, or there's dirty or messy situations, it's okay to get involved, and especially people who need a helping hand, to get involved to them. Because so oftentimes what I found with working with the poor in Albany or down at the city mission or Mexico City, wherever the case is, that you're just one conversation away from impacting someone's life and helping them in their time of need. Not to mention, there have been numerous opportunities and occasions, even being in a jail where I was doing prison ministry, and somebody had said something to me that I needed to hear at that very moment. But if we're not willing to get dirty or to take a chance or a risk, so oftentimes we actually prohibit ourselves from hearing what God needs to speak to us. It helps us expand our faith. For sure. And, th and that's what it is. It's a leap of faith. But in those leaps, so much great breakthrough can happen. When you decided to, you know, write books, like, were you just like, felt like you were called to write on religion? Because, you know, a lot of young people, like, yeah, I want, I want to write fiction. I want to, you know, I want to write this. I want to write that. Not as many young adults, I feel, want to aim towards religion. Yeah, so I had a great opportunity of being an educator for almost a decade before I started a business and, and then helping with Novice Clothing Company and other capacity as well. But what happened was when I was teaching the youth and I was more involved with you know young adult ministry, what I understood was there is a great opportunity to impact other people's lives in so many avenues in life. And so for some reason, I've always had this idea and this desire to want to write and it actually was born out of the pandemic. So I actually lost my job back in February of 2020, a couple of years ago. And during that time, I was sitting home and I'd always had this desire to write. And just from sitting there in prayer and kind of like listening to the Lord, I felt this prompting to start writing and writing about faith. And, and that's kind of where it came. But why faith specifically? Because in my own personal opinion, I mean, there's a lot of great things that happen on a daily basis and throughout our lifetime. But as we know, this is not where it ends. And I think it's so oftentimes important for us to understand that life has so much meaning and value, but this is really just the start of forever. So if we're able to articulate or share with younger people the importance of the faith and how it really delves into every fabric of your life and how it'll just enhance the joy you're going to have, the authenticity, um, the engagement with other people, the relationships and how they become more meaningful through writing, that can be articulated. Stories can be told. You can share different experiences that you've had, and then also experiences of the saints' lives that really help us to understand how human they really were, but still how they're willing and able to listen to the call God put on them. So faith has always been the epicenter of my life, 
And it's also something that I feel is deeply embedded in many people, especially young people. It's just sometimes intimidating of how they can live it out. You know, we live in a world where it's so countercultural. So it's about how can we make this something that's not uncommon anymore, but is really cool and is common to do because it's going to enhance our entire life. Thank you for coming on. But before we go, uh, where can listeners find your book and where can they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, it's been a pleasure being here. I'm so grateful to be able to share. Um, definitely, if you are inclined to check out the book, The Saint Next Door, is available on Amazon.com, on BarnesandNoble.com, as well as on my website, EF3Life.com. Um, just great ways for us to connect and journey on together. And that's really the overall message and takeaway that I want listeners here today is that we're all on the road to heaven. And the hope is that we can invite just one more person to join us too, because at the end of the day, no matter what you accomplished, no matter what Fortune 500 company you might have run, no matter what awards or accolades, it will mean nothing in comparison to how we impact other people's lives. So I'll close out with this. One of my greatest and most favorite athletes of all time, Jackie Robinson, he said, life means nothing except for the impact we can have on other people's lives. And if we can have an impact when it comes to the faith and inviting people on the journey, then I feel like God someday, when we enter heaven, will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass podcast. And thank you so much to Dan Jason for coming on the show. We hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be coming out with a new episode every other week. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to catch all the latest from the conference, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NYSCatholicConf and on Facebook at NYSCatholicConference. Thanks again, and God bless.